Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. God, it's the perfect song for the perfect day. Friday, I'm in love. I am. It's the weekend. Glad everybody's still with us here on the Morning Blitz. It's 838 Central, 738 Mountain Time on this August the 25th. Once again, a hot day expected today, but not as hot as previous days. 92 still the high, uh, but cooler temperatures are going to come through, it looks like, tomorrow for our listening region. Uh, and that's a great thing. You know, maybe I'll be able to sit out in the back patio. I've, I, see, that's one of my favorite things to do is to sit out on my back patio with the fire pit and then watch, you know, college football. That's what I love to do. It's great with a nice adult beverage. It's always a good time. And uh, hopefully I get to do that here on Saturday. Hopefully Riley Gates could do something like that, too. He joins us now on the phone, our good friend from On3Sports. Good morning. Morning, how are you? I'm great, man. We are just mere hours away from this college football season kicking off. And if you know me, I love my college football. It's my favorite thing to talk about. It's my favorite thing to watch. And I don't even care if it's just a handful of crummy mismatched games on Saturday. I'm, I'm going to watch it all. Yeah, you know, I got, I mean, I was a little like, I, I opened the slate and I was like, eh. <laughs> it's not great. But like, if you don't think that I'm going to watch UTEP and Jacksonville State as like uh, with, with a with a lot of uh, interest and intrigue. Like you're wrong. I'm going to I'm going to be very excited about it. But uh, it is great. It's 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 not like it's going to be any barn burning exciting games. But we'll be watching college football, and then next week we'll just fly by because we'll just be you know waiting and, and counting down for for the the massive slate that's coming the following weekend. No, uh, yeah, next weekend, starting Thursday and rolling, you know, it's what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, heck, some into Monday as well. It's going to be great. Uh, it's, what he's, it's like five straight days of college football. Yeah, it's a glorious time to be alive. Uh, one of my favorite weekends of the entire year. I, I, I honestly, Riley, I could tell you at some point in time, I could look at this slate that's on Saturday, and I can tell you a reason why I would watch each and every game. I could give you a reason why on every single game. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, why not? I mean, when, and what else are you gonna do? You know, you're gonna, you're gonna re, are you just gonna watch your Netflix shows again? Like, no, sit down and watch USC spank San Jose State. Give me the give me the over on that. By the way, give me the over. I think San Jose's gonna score some points. Yeah. San Jose State's gonna I, score I, some points. Sixty six and a half is not enough. I, I, I think they're gonna do anything and everything they can to get Caleb Williams' uh, Heisman campaign off to a hot start. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get that thing rolling pretty good. I uh, of the games here. I mean, I know USC's playing Navy Notre Dame's got to be what the the top game, if not that, probably Ohio San Diego State for this this week zero. Um. Yeah. I. You know the Vanderbilt game is not going to be like fun to watch because it's Vanderbilt and Hawaii, but like that game, it, it'll be interesting to see because it was expected to be a close one last year. And Vanderbilt just beat the brakes off of Hawaii, um, and so I'm I'm kind of interested to see that one, you know, just because it is a, a Power Five team, and and Hawaii is always kind of it's just interesting to see what type of offense they always put together out there. Um, yeah, the Ohio game is is probably the most intriguing one, although you just never know with the Notre Dame game, like with with uh, military uh, schools like that, just. You you don't know if they're going to be able to sneak up and make things interesting, and uh, 
I think just the, the jet lag, the triple option could keep it a low scoring game. And, and who knows, maybe we find ourselves in a little bit more of a barn burner than you would expect. Yeah, who knows? It'll be very intriguing. Um, it's definitely a cool place to play a game. Um, I remember watching the Nebraska-Northwestern game last year and seeing that debacle, but it was cool setting. Uh, that's for at Aviva Stadium there in Dublin. You look at this week, you look at the week zero, and it's, I don't know, it, the, and with the way college football is, I feel like we've talked more about off-the-field things and, and than what's been going on the field for the last couple of weeks. Would you agree on that? For the most part, we've talked more about, you know, Whatever it wants to be, whether it's Michigan and Jim Harbaugh self-suspending himself, or you know whatever it may be, it's always feel like it's feel like there's been way more storylines talking about things that really don't have to do with anything on the field, and I feel like it's just time that we need these games to try and correct that. Yeah, and I mean, it, look no further than I mean, obviously the conference realignment is is the one that really dominated headlines, but like look no further than. Uh, the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs who are going for a three-peat, which would be iconic. Uh, and, and I feel like we've hardly talked about their quarterback situation. I feel like we've hardly talked about how they're going to replace guys like Nolan Smith on the edge. Like It's all been about like, oh, another Georgia player got arrested. Another Georgia scandal popped up here. And it's like, it's news. And like especially, like don't get me wrong, it, it, it does great <laughs> revenue numbers for, for my job. So like, it's definitely worth covering, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of gets to the point where you're just like, I'm just over it. Like I'm done hearing about what PAC 12 teams are going where I'm done hearing about whether or not the ACC is going to add teams. Like I'm just, I just want to watch football and I just want to like have arguments about who actually is good and who actually is contenders and not like hypothetically, if X, Y, and Z happens, could this team be a contender? I've been on this train for the last couple of years. I've said, you know, I don't think we even need to have AP top twenty-five or coaches polls for the first couple weeks of the season. Let's just let's just actually see what people. I know it gives us the media and other like like that something to talk about and it gives us a starting point. But at the same time, I would just like for people to just sit and watch the games and not base it upon what you did last year. We know Georgia's a national champion. We know Michigan was really good a year ago. We know Ohio State's always been good. Once again. You've got a Georgia team, like you said, you're placing a lot of pieces. Ohio State's still got a quarterback battle going on. Alabama's a top-four team. They've got a question marks at quarterback and other spots. How do we know how these teams are really going to be until we actually see what they can do for a week or two? So, I don't know. I, that's the way I've been for the last couple of years. I'm like, let's actually see what we can do. And if we did that, we might actually see a different mix of teams in the college football playoff from time to time because we're not just anointing these other teams uh, you know, a great spot, and so it's at the 25 or unranked, and maybe only has one loss or is unbeaten, can only get to the, you know, the, maybe the top 10 because they started in a bad spot to begin before the season began and there were games played. Yeah, and I mean, it, and it also, like, it, it creates bias, you know. Like, if Georgia were to just get blasted early in the season or something, well, hey, they're, they're number one, so we can't really drop them that far down in the polls. Like, no. If a team's not performing, like they shouldn't be ranked just because of where we had them in the preseason. So I'm, I've always been on that same page um, with you, especially like college basketball. Like I don't, I don't really care that KU's beaten hell out of the, some nobody team. You know, like they're they're just not. It's just not a, a good way to really judge that and 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 evaluate who's the best teams out there. So yeah, I'd I'd like to see it go a couple weeks and 
um, then maybe put out rankings. But uh, yeah, I just know that you know it, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Everybody wants to see numbers. Everybody wants to to build hype up. So it is what it is. But I think we're definitely on the same page there. That like, hey, let's let's maybe wait. Let's see kind of how they go and. Um, you know, like Reese Davis got blasted because, oh, oh no, he put Georgia number two in his poll instead of number one. And he was like, well, I haven't seen their quarterback play. Like, how can I rank a team number one if I don't know what they have at quarterback? So it's all just, you know, numbers for for argument's sake, really. Let Riley Gates, our guest on three sports. Let's have some fun here. Give me your contenders. Give me three contenders that you feel good. Doesn't matter where they're ranked. Three teams that you feel like they're going to have a great chance to make the college football playoff. Three teams. Well, my number one is, and I mean, it's not really bold necessarily, but I think it is kind of controversial a little bit, depending on who you talk to, is Alabama. Like, I really do think that Alabama is set for a really big year because, look, everybody's looking at it right now. They're like, oh, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have decided at the most important position. Okay, well, it's Nick Saban, so I'm going to trust that he kind of has an idea of what he wants to do with the most important position on the field. And we're not talking about anything else. We're not talking about the fact that J.C. Latham is is a beast of a man on the offensive line. We're not talking about how good their defense is. Like, we've put so much focus on Alabama's quarterback situation that we're refusing to look at the rest of the team. So I really do think Alabama is going to come out of the SEC West. I think they're going to have a chance to win the SEC, and I think they'll be in the playoff for sure. Um, You know, after that, I I think that – I think Ohio State is probably going to win the Big Ten this year just because – I'm a big Michigan guy, but, like, I just don't know if that necessarily – you know, Ohio State's going to lose three straight years to Michigan. Like, I think that's just going to build up over time. I think that's going to – to really kind of get them back um, into the mix. And, you know, it it starts to get a little bit tough to really make bold predictions. You know, you could just go with Georgia, you go with Ohio State, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm I'm starting to drink the Notre Dame Kool-Aid a little bit. I really am. I I like Sam Hartman. Um, I think that – I think he's got the potential to, to really be a contender um, for for possibly even the Heisman if he if he puts up some good numbers and I think we'll get a decent idea tomorrow whether or not he's he's ready for um, to play quarterback at this level but I think he's got a lot of talent um, I think they have good offensive linemen and you know their cha- their schedule's challenging don't get me wrong but like if they win a couple of those big games they're going to find their their way into the mix. Um, and so I, I think that it, I mean, that's just kind of, it's not really a prediction like, hey, Notre Dame's going to be in the playoff, but it's more like if you want a team that I think could sneak their way in, it's Notre Dame. I'll give you my three, and I'm on a complete opposite side than you are, which makes this great. Michigan, LSU, are those, are there two teams for sure? I don't know. I guess I'm going to, my, my third team is really more of an up and down deal, but I guess I'm going to take, Clemson. I'll take Michigan, LSU, Clemson. For whatever reason. The reason why I, I don't, like you said, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama all have to answer question marks about quarterback play. If you and, and the quarterback is the most important position in football. If you don't really have a good one, it's hard to win. Not that you can't, but it's hard to win. And I'm not saying these guys aren't good, but they're inexperienced. Um, 
you know, I, I don't like the, but I like what Jalen Daniels is at LSU. Michigan that returns a whole bunch of pieces, including all their running backs, quarterback, line. They're motivated. Michigan's <laughs> Michigan's going to beat Ohio State for the third straight year. I would be shocked if they didn't. Ohio State is, I don't think, is going to be as good as people think. Um, I, I don't buy Penn State quite yet because they've got a young quarterback, even though I think they're talented everywhere else. So, yeah, give me Clemson, LSU, Michigan. Those are three teams I think we could see in the college football playoff. But that's the fun part about this. And this is why, once again, you can't base it upon what you did a year ago. You can base it upon what you have coming back and what you brought into the transfer portal and your recruiting, but you can't base it upon last year because you just don't know. You just don't know where everything's going to go. Notre Dame, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. Sam Hartman played in a very unique style of offense and switching offenses. I'm curious to see how that looks for him. Because it was very unique, yeah, that, sure. that that long riding option offense that they did. He was highly successful in that. How does he look playing in a different offense? I'm intrigued to see that here on Saturday, actually. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I want it on the record. I reserve the right to change my Ohio State-Michigan prediction as the season goes along. Uh, <laughs> because, I, <laughs> because that game's really intriguing. And, uh, yeah, Michigan could just end up being a unit. That's just kind of where my gut is now. But ask me again in two weeks. Could be different. Remember, remember um, on honestly, that, remember on that rivalry, Riley. That you know those the, on that rivalry. You know it kind of goes in about a five to six, seven year span where one team wins for that amount of time, and then it flips around, and then the other team wins for that amount of time. It's always something to keep in mind with that rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, what I I really like that Clemson prediction by you, and I almost said Clemson when you asked me. It's here's what I'm going to say about Clemson is like I'm a Kate Klubnick believer, but like I just need to see him in that role, like like for longer, you know, last year they were kind of doing the whole like split thing a little bit. And it was a little bit of uncertainty on who's going to play when once I see him like really get into the system as a starter and I get like some more, some more tape on him to really kind of see how he manages that offense. I think they could even win the national championship. Like I think he's that good. If he hits the ground running as the full-time starter, I think they have the offense. I, I don't know about their defense. Like I, I just honestly don't know enough about it to really know what I should be looking for, but I think that's what these first few weeks will kind of help me figure out. We'll get you out of here on this. Kansas State was ranked 16th, 17th in the AP Top 25 coaches poll, respectively. I've seen a lot of people go out and predict they're not going to be compete, even playing in the Big 12 title game uh, this year. People are picking Texas Tech, Oklahoma, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, which I don't get, I don't get the – think behind Oklahoma what have they done to prove that they're going to be better this year than they were last year uh but nonetheless your thoughts on Kansas State final time before we actually kick off the season here in a week I'm going to say this about K-State I think that you have to note that hey they lost a couple very key players obviously Deuce Vaughn headlining it and it's fair to have your concerns about Kansas State if that's like you know that that's more than justifiable because that's what you have to do in in college football in general what I have a problem with is acting like Kansas State's the only team that lost anybody and everybody else just is is kind of the same team they were last year. Or not even given, you know, if this was Texas, let's say Texas had won the, the Big 12 championship last year at the record that K-State had and, and lost the same type of production, we wouldn't even be questioning this. Like, So I just don't really understand being so low on K-State with a with a returning offensive line, with a returning quarterback, solid defenders. So I think that, you know, I'm going to be a little bit cautiously optimistic. Like, I'm not going to go out here and say they're going 11-1 and or anything like that because I just think that this is a program that really doesn't do that a whole lot to really make that prediction. But 
I think they comfortably win eight games. Like, easy, not even going to think about it. They win at least eight games. I think if this, I think if they go ten and two, I think you're definitely like you take that every single day of the week. And um, yeah, I, I think they're going to be playing for the Big Twelve Championship. And I don't know if that necessarily means, hey, K State had an amazing season and was clear cut into the championship game, or if that means everybody else was kind of in that eight to nine win window and they they won the tiebreaker situation, but. Like I'm, I'm not but big on Texas. Why would I be big on Texas? They've never given me a reason to to really trust them as a 10 or 11 win team. So I'm not big on them. Definitely not big on Oklahoma after last year. And and I like I'm interested to see what a team like Texas Tech does, but they're not going to win 10 games. So yeah, I, I think Casey it'll be in the eight to 10 win range, and I think they'll play for the Big 12 championship again, and I think they'll go to a really good bowl game. That's kind of my prediction. I. I had to sit down and really do a, a full breakdown of the schedule, but if you put a gun to my head right now, I'd say nine and three. Riley Gates on threesports.com. Riley, enjoy this Saturday. I, I am very much looking forward to it. You too. Thanks, buddy. Good times. Once again, Riley Gates there of On Three Sports uh, joining us here on the Morning Blitz. Let's get to our final break, come back, make some quick picks, and get to the walk off to wrap the show next. This is the Morning Blitz.